Oddities, late night movies with Rob and Zach. This is a podcast about cinematic oddities, where we discuss any media that is too bizarre, abnormal, or off-kilter for contemporary audiences. Occasionally, these projects gel. Most times, they crash hard into the realm of obscurity. Join us as we delve into the cult classic Swamp. I'm Zach. And I'll be hornswoggled. I'll be greased and fried. Man, Zach... I have to say, why'd you make me make this? Why'd you make me see this movie? This is stupid. This movie is stupid. <laughs> That's the thing. This this movie is, I think, the most diplomatic way to put it is okay. probably okay. quaint. I think quaint is, is is a nice way to describe this movie. Am I wrong? <sighs> Quaint is a good way to put it. I have to say that the only reason I knew about this movie is because my uh, freshman year roommate in college was a big fan of the Chiodos Brothers, the metal band, the new metal band, I probably have to say. And I was like, what the fuck? And it turns out that uh, they took their name from the uh, special effects group of the Chioto Brothers type of thing. I don't like this movie. I don't love this movie. This movie has nothing going for it other than the special effects. And I'm sorry to say that this early, Zach. Well, can I? Okay, Rob. Not to tip our hand too far too early. Oh, but tip, may tip, I tip your hand? Let's let's get it over with. Tip your hand. <laughs> okay. So may I present my contacts? Not just simply with my uh, history with this movie, but as to why I chose it for Monstover. Oh, please. I I would like to tip your hand because I just did. I would like to understand why you chose this movie for us to discuss. For sure. All right. And probably the Rob has not like peek behind the curtain. Rob has not heard this. So there's a very good chance he literally, after I say this, interjects with. Fuck, Zach. Really? <laughs> like, as to the impetus why I chose this for Monstober. So what happened was is that, as everybody knows, Monstober is not a time of year. It's a state of mind. I think we've made that abundantly clear for five years now. And that come like, oh, God, the, much like Monstober being a state of mind, Spirit Halloween is no longer a seasonal retailer. It's just like it lingers in like the shadows around like an abandoned Burlington coat factory or a pier one import, whatever current retailer that's currently going out of business. Spoiler alert, Rob. What, what you're saying is that you just show up to a, a, a lost part of, you know, New York weird, like factory space. And you go, Oh, that's a Halloween now. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Like, it should be said, Rob, that the last operating Sears in New York State is now finally going out of business. Okay. And fun fact, Joe Yazzo, friend of Knights of Vader, told me sure. the reason why that that Who final— Who will one day do with signs? Or is that a different Joe? Different I'm Joe. Sorry. That's a different oh, Joe. That's a different Joe. That's okay, a I fucked it up. I'm sorry. Oh, man, Rob. Rob, Rob, you're letting the people see behind the curtain a little too far now. I've only seen that movie twice, and I want to discuss it so bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is the thing though is that i found out the reason why the sears in the newburgh mall is a has been able to operate as long as it has okay is because the mall owners are bankrupt and sears has not been paying rent for the last like decade and a half <laughs> <laughs> which nice. is kind of fantastic when you think about it the, no but going back is that spirit halloween now in our area well 
formerly Rob's area, currently my area, now opens up sometime in mid-August. It used to be Spirit Halloween's wouldn't open until like the last week of September. they get about like a month's worth of business, and then they would close shop by about November 2nd or 3rd, The only take. thing they can open up to, for sure. Exactly. Now it pretty much is most Spirit Halloween Halloweens try to open by September 1st. A lot of them now are completely operational by around Ben Affleck's birthday, give or take. So obviously seeing that there was one, if Rob remembers next to the Red Robin, which was formerly a Pier 1 import. How how do they relate to eyebrow threading? <laughs> well, I would say they, even though they're both retail establishments, I have yet to see a Spirit Halloween in a mall i'm not i i think they exist i've just never seen one before okay okay fair, fair. ideally please continue, ideally please, yeah. rob there would be one in the former sears and or jc penny i will say rob the jc penny bite formerly you currently me was the parking lot was host to a a circus like one day i was driving home from work and legit there was a circus in the jc penny parking lot like and that's well, not when, even like when you say circus do you really mean like vaccination center i think that's yes. what what it actually was God damn it Ralph. i forgot i told you about that I, I hey i'm trying to be real in my uh in my rob wants to be factual <laughs> rob wants to be factual just in case there's somebody out there with like a journal and like a pen that's like no 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 on on October of 2021, they clearly stated, Your Honor, that this was a vaccination site per New York State Health Department. We we need to be appropriate because we eventually will need, like, government funding, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure at this point we could probably apply for it and get it. It might be fraud 10 years from now, but we'll probably get it. I think it's kind of out of this world but um if if we did the right thing and applied the right way we could get like ten thousand dollars of government funding <laughs> it's funny when this podcast first started the joke between rob and i was like oh like how much grant money do we need for this at this point i'm pretty sure this counts as like student loan forgiveness like i'm pretty sure like yeah. if i put this like in the application <laughs> for that it would be like yeah here's an extra like 20 grand student loan for that aside with the uh, the current uh, dystopian landscape of retail in uh, upstate New York. Sure. So, so like it's around Ben Affleck's birthday. Rachel and I go into Spirit Halloween. Um, her by gunpoint, me by sheer just exuberance. And if I may, when you're editing this, I request you insert this clip. It's from the uh, Burns Casino episode of The Simpsons. I think it's season five where uh, Mr. Burns becomes like Howard Hughes and becomes a recluse in the <laughs> casino. And at one point, like Mr. Burns is talking about making his own version of like Howard Hughes' The Spruce Goose. And the, at the fact end of the episode, that you have given me season five as a yes. point of context yes. is incredible <laughs> exactly i'm gonna make it easy for you and so at one point at the end of the episodes mr burns like tells smithers he's like smithers get in the spruce goose and smithers like um well sir that's a model like i i can't couldn't possibly fit in there and mr burns pulls out a revolver out of nowhere cocks it back and goes <laughs> get in that's essentially what happened getting rachel into the spirit halloween not like, only for- is it upsetting that you have picked the season and frame <laughs> on where that is <laughs> existent but also the fact that i know that that is where that comes from that's we we are we are fucked zach you and me are fucked 
<laughs> this is it's funny how we ended up deciding on this episode was exactly the same thing. It's like Rob, we're gonna talk about killer clowns from outer space. And Rob's like, I have I haven't seen that movie in over a decade. As I pull out the revolver and cock it back and be like, <laughs> it's currently available on Canopy. I'm like, <laughs> Zach made it right, and I go, well, yeah, he did. You know that that is messed up, bro. <laughs> so, oh, my beloved plant, how I miss her. Bah! To hell with this! Get my razor, draw a bath, and get these Kleenex boxes off my feet. Certainly, sir. And uh, the jars of urine? Oh, we'll hang on to those. Now, to the plant. We'll take the spruce moose. Hop in. But, sir. I said hop in. Getting back to the context of this. So, like, obviously, as Rob knows, the Halloween fiend I am. I love the spirit Halloween animatronics. Sure. Um, I haven't, like I said, I only have a couple of them. I have. I currently have Jason, Pinhead, and uh, Beetlejuice. And... Walking around Spirit Halloween, it's always fun going in there for the first time. Like it's it's a lot of fun just seeing what the current decorations are, how much is holdovers from previous years. There's a lot of philosophical questions about entertainment and media that we will get into this episode <laughs> because this movie is shockingly shallow. That that's um, where I was going with, but please continue. But here, because, but this is the thing you know, though. This, As this I is walked your around, this is your venue. <laughs> damn straight. Um, this is the thing though. Is we're walking around Spirit Halloween, they had op, like. It's not like it was years past where it was very heavy on um, licensed character animatronics. Now, like, for the most part, it's about a third licensed, two-thirds just kind of, like, generic spooky creatures. Mm -hmm. Like, for this year in Spirit Halloween, they have a couple of cool characters. Like, they have, um, oh, God, like, an animatronic monkey with the symbols that, like, slams over and over again. And it's, like, almost, like, four feet tall. Monkey it's neat. It's Is that a reference to Monkey Shines? Yeah, I think it's meant to be more of a reference to the toy itself more than, like, the movie itself. The okay. movie okay. specifically. Um, but, again, they had some other things, too. Like, there is a, weirdly enough, a pumpkin, like living creature who like taunts you like it's a cool animatronic figure it's about like three hundred dollars it's cool um there's also another character that looks like um oh god uh the the bubonic plague mask like that weird pointed nose um and like it taunts you because every animatronic taunts you to some degree but this is the thing that caught my eye in that in and they have probably about six or seven on display as part of their like uh setup one of them was at the time I didn't know this, but after watching the movie twice, Shorty, the character that has the boxing gloves and literally punches the guy's head off outside the biker club from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Okay. I was and, about to say, what is that from? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. And so I'm looking at this and it's like they have like a little like placard that had like a little cardboard placard that says Shorty, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, I think two hundred and thirty dollars. And I'm looking at this, I'm like and like I'm like, oh, like that's a really specific like character like to do. Like I'm like, okay. And so like I'm walking around and like there's a shocking amount of killer clowns from outer space merchandise. Again, keep in mind, it's just opened this store. And it's August, like two months before Halloween. Mm -hmm. And so I'm walking around, I'm just like, what is up with all this? I'm like, what's going on? Like I this is my entire context with killer clowns from outer space. You're you're right. You're saying that the essence of like why do people care about this? No, no, no not even. We'll get into that in a moment. Okay, okay. This is the thing: sure. is that prior to August of 2022, my entire context of Killer Clowns from Outer Space was in the year 2000. I remember going to Blockbuster, just like on the precipice of me like getting really into movies. I was only 
seven, maybe eight years old. I remember seeing the VHS on the shelf at Blockbuster. And that was it. Like, I remember just seeing the title, Killer Clowns what, in Outer Space. What was on the VHS? That's I couldn't I even tell you. you. I, I couldn't even tell you. I just remember the title. I think that that is where I want to come from in the legacy of this movie. Did you see the weird Chiodo Brothers, like, characterization of clowns? It's possible. I have no memory of it. Okay. I do not from 20 uh, – uh, that is my entire context with this. Like this movie I've been aware of like very, very, very passively. Like I know it more as a title than I had any idea as to what the actual content of the movie well, was. That, that brings us to what I want to talk about. I think the most important legacy of this movie is the 2014 to 2016 clown pranks on YouTube. If you remember, Zach, there were people who dressed up as clowns to scare others for two years. Yep, I remember that. Yep, I remember that. It's a thing that happened. I want to talk about that in reference to this movie. And there are so many instances of people, whether or not they were malicious or not, like, built up to the fact of, like, I'm a clown, I scare you. Do you think this movie had some impact on that factor? Well, I'm going to kind of answer your question bluntly. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Probably, most likely, yeah, I can't explain it. Because this is kind of, like I said, I want to jump off what you were just saying. I want to piggyback off of it. Can anybody explain it? Is what I'm. No, my no, big point no. is can that's, that's anybody my, explain it? This is my thesis about this movie. Sure. I sure. think this movie's popularity, and I cannot put enough quotation marks around this. And I want to say, like, as for my own opinion on this movie, I think this movie is cute enough. I watched it twice. It's the equivalent. And I don't even mean to try to be clever saying this. This is the cinematic equivalent of cotton candy. <laughs> I think it tastes fine in the moment. Like it's like okay, like this is fine. Like as long as you don't go, it's like oh god, this movie is very very short. Um, I'm just like yeah, this is fine. Like I'm not gonna remember anything about it, but like yeah, it's cute. Like like people tried. Like yeah. you can tell the filmmakers tried. Like I'm with there's you. yeah, and I'm just like okay, whatever. Like move on. Like it's nothing to remember. And so this is the thing. So going back to Spirit Halloween. So like I look around. There's a crazy amount of merchandise. And I'm just like, what is happening? Like I don't remember this being a thing. I'm like, where's the popularity from this movie? Like where is it coming from? So like I go on spirithalloween.com like maybe a couple days later. And I'm just browsing because obviously the website, like any retail establishment, has more options than the physical store. And like I'm looking at some of the reviews. And this is – some of the reviews for this shorty killer clowns from outer space animatronic. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. This was the impetus as to why I chose this movie for Monstover. I want to interject and say I would have never watched this movie if it was not for Zach. <laughs> exactly. Like I said, I wouldn't have watched this movie weren't for the fact that like I was trying to figure out some sort of – Sociocultural philosophical mystery that sure, I created. Sure. So I look at this review, and this review on Spirit Halloween for the animatronic figure was like, like this person was like verified purchaser. Usually, most like websites have that now as a filter, and it's like 
so like I was browsing my local Spirit Halloween and I was absolutely absolutely astounded that they actually made Shorty from like from Killer Clowns from Outer Space and I couldn't resist considering <laughs> that he's my favorite character. And I'm looking at this and I'm like again I had while I was reading this review I had not seen the movie yet. So I'm like oh I'm like maybe this is like I don't know like a specific character maybe like maybe this is like a character has like elevated importance in the movie comes so, off like a goofy gabriason you know like ex- goofy goober essence right exactly i figured that maybe this is something like out of all the characters one that sticks out more the most i'm like okay like whatever so i was deciding between this movie for monstober and trick or treat because there's a crazy amount of trick or treat also merchandise considering that that's a movie that came out in 2007 and the studio thought so little of it. It didn't even release it in theaters. It dumped it on like DVD because this Warner brothers thought it was such a dud. Um, I've watched trick or treat a couple times. I will never figure out why people like that movie. It's very just, it's a okay. poor man's version of creep show. Um, it's, it, it's one of those movies that I would love to have LaShawn on for to discuss maybe uh, a future monster because maybe he knows something about it. I don't, I think you've said it's, um, it's very much a, um, you know, how do we get here type of horror movie? Exactly. It, it's, I don't get why I have seen that movie a couple times. I don't get why it's popular specifically considering that the studio just dumped it on DVD because they thought it was so bad they it wouldn't make any money in the theatrical release. It makes me think of um the Mike Flanagan movies that I've watched for Patreon where I'm like like Mike Flanagan is a fucking hack. Like how did he get here type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all like I said, I, the filmmaker himself, I don't blame. I forget what his name is. I think it's Doherty something. Um he's gone on to do a bunch of like big <laughs> tentpole stuff. The thing is is that Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I'm like, okay, I want to go into this as just kind of clean as possible. So I found the movie on a streaming service. I can't even remember which one it is. It's one of the more disposable ones. It's not even Tubi level. It's sub-Tubi. It tells you all you need to know. I was able to watch it on um, Showtime because I have Showtime through my parents, you know, that type of thing. Um, But Zach is correct that it is available uh, for free with ads on, like, Pluto. Yes. um, And that type of thing. So everybody can watch it. Yeah, it's it's not anything that's hit, which is really weird considering that, like, the Arrow Blu-ray release of this movie is, like, out of print now. And it goes for, like, almost $100, which is insane. Again, can't figure any of, like, the sociocultural like surrounding this movie like just oh god what you call it? haze i cannot figure out sure um sure. and so i watched the movie like throughout the entire movie i'm like oh where's shorty where is this character that the animatronic figure is based off of and a couple times i'm watching I'm like oh maybe that's him i'm like no and then obviously we get to the moment where like he shows up to the biker bar and he has like he like gets the boxing gloves i'm like oh and like that's his entire scene. He has two minutes out of this like 85 minute long movie. And yet there's some guy on Spirit Halloween that was so, so hot and bothered that they made this character that has maybe two, maybe four minutes of screen time throughout the entire film into like an automaton was like so hot and bothered. Well, and I'm just well, like, I want to ask you on that level can you tell? And this is going to sound so fucking racist. Can you tell (laughs) 
the clowns apart. I thought every clown was the same when I watched this movie. <laughs> That's like, like there are about like three or four different clowns that are like like our main clowns, and the rest of them are just kind of like let's swap out the accessories, and they'll be quote. I don't different. even think that hard. I think every clown looks the same. <laughs> but that okay. But that's like I don't disagree with you because as I was watching this movie, I'm like, oh, is that Shorty? And I'm like, no. And then like once I saw I don't him even know what you're gloves, saying by Shorty. Shorty was not a thing to me. That's what I mean. If it weren't for the stupid animatronic that I've looked at like five times now by going to and from Spirit Halloweens, I wouldn't know either. The only reason why I know it's this specific character is because the stupid decoration has boxing gloves yeah. and there's only one scene in the entire film where one of these clowns has boxing gloves and that's the biker bar scene Ab- absolutely i'm so lost on terms of just declination at, at this point that i don't think there is any who who is who type of thing i mean i have to say this as well because of we have one character who is a cop Dave, I think, is his character. Guy McFace. Going Gu- back to an antiquated term, Guy McFace. You you just said what I think, Guy McFace. I don't understand how he is relative to anybody else. <laughs> like, this movie is Guy McFace the movie. <laughs> Nobody... Every character is Guy McFace. Except, exactly. Except for, the, except for the crotchety old man policeman. Well, Mooney, yes, Mooney, because he is so racist and so against just literally anybody being other than him. Like, there is a scene, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Zach, there is a scene where he says, I swear to God, if anybody is not white, I will fuck them in the face. Like, that happens. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes to the fact where he's like, I see you, and you're different than me. I'm going to fuck you in the face. And I'm like, oh my god, how did this movie get away with being this racist? (laughs) Oh my god, that's insane. Um, It's not a wrong assertion, but (laughs) Dude, he is so angry about just just being different. Is it wrong? That's probably the most I've related to a character in the movie I've seen this entire (laughs) year. Like, is that... But, dude, it's not the thing – it's not that he's angry about, like, different races where he's not angry about black he people. He wants to fuck anybody in the face that's not him. Dude, there there is somebody who shows on screen who's a woman and he goes, you are not a man. I need to kill you type of thing. <laughs> like, it is detrimentally obtrusive. Um, he hates everyone that is not him. I, I know. It's I great. Think, yes. It, well – it is kind of great and is kind of fucking terrible. Like, we need to talk about the fact that he is, and this probably gets at the fact of the detrimental figure of this movie. Everybody says, like, there's clowns killing these people. There, there's, like, a clown. Here are these dead bodies. They give him every single piece of evidence that should ever be needed to do something as a police officer. And he goes, I don't believe you. I fucking don't believe you. And it's 
fucking horrible. He is one of the worst characters in filmmaking ever. And I get the fact that the Tsuyoto brothers are doing this for a purpose, but it is fucking hilarious. Mooney is so bad as a character. Like, that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you in this movie is that it's only for the first half of the movie when Mooney is a character because he eventually does die in a great way um, as per puppetry. But before that, he literally gets much like he wants to fuck people in the face. He gets a hand up the butt. Oh, he gets a hand up the butt and he gets played like a puppet. Literally. But Hell before yeah. that, everything anybody says to him, he disagrees with. That is insane to me. Like, oh my God. Like, that is insane, right? <laughs> he he ends up dying because he, he tries to put a he tries to put a giant clown in jail. And the Indeed giant clown takes his fucking handcuffs off and he goes, Oh, yeah, you think you're a magician? Or whatever the fuck he says, dude, this deserve this guy deserves to die at the end of the film. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, Mooney I but again, every time Mooney like the second time I watched this, every time Mooney showed up on screen, I looked at the TV. Which is something I can't say for most other parts of this movie. Like, wh- what do you mean by that? Well, the thing is that, like, Mooney is at least an amusing character. Like, he is a spotlight stealer. And so, like, every single time, like, you would see the... I would see the actor on screen, or you would start to hear his voice. It got my attention. Okay, okay. To me, he is more... In- like, I appreciate the creative, just, oh, God, ingenuity that went into this movie. Like, you have to admit, like, the craftsmanship... Just everything that the filmmakers put into this, you have to ad- admire it on a level of like, okay, like you can tell they tried. All the creatives involved when it came to designing things tried. But like, m- to me, Mooney was more entertaining than the actual clowns themselves. So that's why he Do always got my attention. He was purposely created to be such a dynamic, antagonistic character because the whole idea of Mooney is that he is just angry. Against the fact of the movie, is that what you're saying? You that's, enjoyed that? No, I, not that I enjoyed. I, I found him amusing, okay. much like a clown at a carnival. Pardon the weird like parallel. I find him amusing just how riled up he gets. No, no, sure, sure, and he's riled up against the actual clowns, but the clowns are a real part of this movie. They are they are the villains. Like, mm-hmm. did you like the fact that he was so against factuality or No, otherwise? I think I, I like how that Mooney just rejects his, like, pretty much is vehemently against everything that's part of his reality, even okay, pre-clowns. Because okay. even before the clowns show up, like, he's just angry about the world he lives in. That's what, that's what I was getting at, and I like that. And I think that, you know, you are putting the the angriness of Mooney against the reality of the of the film itself. Mm-hmm. Like no, like I said, that's. But again, this comes down to, again. My question with this movie is: I think, objectively speaking, this movie is quote fine. Like I don't <laughs> think there's anything detrimental to it. I don't find this movie offensive. I think it does everything it sets out to achieve. I don't think this is trying to be high art. I don't think this is trying to be the most entertaining film ever made. Oh, no, so no, I re- we're in agreement there. Absolutely. This is yeah, this, I don't, this I, movie is trying to be a B movie, right? Exactly. So I think it, it's 
it achieves the very uh, mild goals it sets for itself. The thing I don't get, Rob, and this goes back to Spirit Halloween, and this even, like, oh, God, like, I, the peek behind the curtain, some of the, like, weird, like, B-level Insta-hoes I follow on Instagram who, like, horror stuff, like, what, what, oh, God. I don't, people, I don't, I do not know what you mean by Insta-hoes because uh, I, I have an Instagram and a Twitter, and I only follow. Rob, Rob, Rob you have an Instagram? Like, yeah, you, I do, what? I do, and I only follow. <laughs> Can I slide into them DMs? You you can. I will not follow you can, because can, I can only I slide follow into the DMs. Them no, you DMs? cannot because I only follow deal or no deal models. That's that's all I do. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and Howie Mandel. And Howie Mandel. No, I don't follow Howie Mandel because he is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, if anything, Howie Mandel should like learn how to talk bobby's world to follow me the type of oh thing. my jesus oh my yeah, god yeah that's a hot take that's a hot take, that's a that's hot a take for people hot who take are with 20 years older than us <laughs> oh Rob, could you even do the bobby's world voice if your life depended on it don't i have to talk like a little girl like this like what is bobby's world no i can't it's higher you know? pitch than that it is it, much it's higher very pitch higher pitch. it's one of the most incredible voices but I don't follow Howie Mandela. I don't follow Bobby's World. I, I follow every woman. I don't that follow has Bobby's ever... World. I don't follow Bobby's I d- World. I only follow. <laughs> Zach, stop world? laughing at me. I only Bobby follow the women who hold this? a briefcase on Deal or No Deal. Thank you very much. I'm just get like later tonight. I'm gonna send Rob a picture of me holding a brief t- uh, a briefcase, and it's gonna say sexed. Like that's know, all it's going you, to say. Do you know how many episodes of Deal or No Deal I've watched? More than any every episode. Thank you. Please continue. (laughs) Oh my god. So anyway, though, so like after my spirit Halloween escapade, like I see the strangest thing for me to edit. (laughs) It is. I feel bad for you, um, especially the turnaround time. You have like very thankful. I'm very thankful that I still have a Mountain Dew Thrash Apple to drink. Hell yeah. Um, the thing is that like beyond spirit Halloween, even like looking on Instagram or like some of like my horror aficionado insta hose that i follow like they're posting stuff about this i'm just like what am i missing much like oh god what was his name james woods from final fantasy i'm like where is the proof that this is actually popular (laughs) where is the proof is this something that is diving into your like social media feed like the feed of this movie yes yes not not the movie itself but the merchandise okay. from this movie. Okay. That's like fucking said, insane. Yes. Like I said, like I was seeing all this stuff from like my horror aficionado into hose. And I'm just like, what is happening? I'm like, this is like in a weird one, two punch. Like in the span of one week, I'm seeing so much stuff about this stupid movie. Yeah. And, and I don't mean to say stupid, like in a derogatory fashion. I just mean like, where is it coming from? Where is the proof? No, no, no. You're, you're saying stupid in the sense of it's unrelegated nonsense. Yeah, right? exactly. You know? Like I said, I think I want to reiterate it for the record. I think this movie is serviceable. It's fine. It's entertaining enough. Nothing against the filmmakers, the actors. I think they're doing exactly what they want to do. No more, no less. And so, like, I'm doing research into this even further. And I'm just like, what? Like, where did the popularity of this thing come from? So I dug even deeper. I drilled down. And, like, I you type it into Google. And the first, like, 40 search results are, like, 
Killer Clowns from Outer Space video game just announced. And I'm like, yeah, what yeah. do you mean just announced? Like one of these like weird development hell video games? Well, it was announced like fucking four months ago. Exactly. And I think just like back in like a week after Ben Affleck's birthday, they released like a teaser trailer. Like, I don't know, somebody did on YouTube, like the game developer. This is like a three in one punch where I'm just like, where is this movie coming from? Like, sure. why is the cultural zeitgeist so enamored with this in a passive way? But they're not. But they're not. That's a well, thing. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what you're getting well, to. I'm well, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll let you land. I'll let you land. Thank you. So in my like for every Cinemodies recording, I do some research, and part of my research is trying to delve into what the current landscape of just people think of a movie we're talking about. Just getting that feeling of like what are what are people looking at? So I just did a blatant killer clowns from outer space YouTube search. So I type it in, it comes up, and oh god. I would say probably half, if not three quarters of the search results on YouTube are people taking videos of the merchandise at Spirit Halloween. And I'm just like, A, who does this? Considering that like, oh God, like Spirit Halloweens now are not hard to come by. I remember when the very first time I ever went to a Spirit Halloween, weirdly enough, was 20 years ago. I remember in October 2002, where I lived in Newport Ritchie, Florida, a Spirit Halloween opened in Holiday, Florida, which was I think like a former like, oh God, like a furniture store. So they had a lot of room. <laughs> I'll never forget it. No, no, no. I, I, realistically, this is like a no, life altering sure, sure, experience sure. for me because like I'd never seen anything to this capacity. I was just turned 10 years old. It was mind blowing. It really kind of sent the, set the template for the rest of my life, so to speak. And so I remember that. And so like you, you go back again, 20 years later, I, I look at all this and I'm like, this is not, Spirit Halloweens are not unique anymore. They're not. Like, and I don't mean that, like, again, I love this time of the year. I love Spirit Halloween. I love that they're a thing. But I'm like, the idea of taking videos to, quote, document the merchandise, yeah. it's insane. Like, it's genuinely insane. It's like documenting the Christmas display at Target. It's like, they're, yeah. like, why? <laughs> like, there's no shortage of information on this. And so, but this is the thing that convinced me, and this goes back to what, I it's been a while now since we've brought this up, but it's kind of a passive reoccurring theme with me in that just fake internet traffic. So as I was doing my killer clowns from outer space research for the last couple of weeks, I was realizing that like half of the videos on YouTube regarding this movie were people just videotaping spirit Halloween. And yet you would, cause you know, with YouTube, it tells you how many days since it was, the video was uploaded. Mm-hmm. So I counted, I'm not making this up, at least eight videos that were released within the last four days. And every single one of them had a view count in the ballpark of anywhere from nine to 40,000 views. So are you saying that, you know, we get the scene in this movie of, um, you know, one of the clowns acting like a figurehead type of thing, like a, like an Indian cigar salesman type of thing like doing the motions that's now become one of the motions for people to visit and 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 reflect on for this movie i don't even know that much i have i I, in all honesty i have not in all the research i did both social media youtube and whatnot okay i didn't see that's a thing 
I have not seen anybody reflecting anything specifically from this movie. It's as if the people consuming this killer clowns from outer space content. I'm not even sure if that's the right word. I don't think have watched the movie. Well, well, that that is that is something I wanted to ask you about, and gets into one of the big points I wanted to stress about this is that I think and want to get your opinion on. There was a huge resurgence of this movie on the the clown pranks of 2016. Do you think that the people that are turning 23 this year and they're buying? hundreds of dollars of merchandise for this movie are they buying it subconsciously for that reason that's that's my question that's the thing where i am you know kind of concerned um or or questioning about this essence i guess i should say and 2014 is when it started 2014 there was you know no no loss of just uh, people dressing up as clowns and standing in a <laughs> menacing way. And that's all there is to say. This continued until 2015, and then 2016 is when it actually occurred that a group of people dressed up in clown costumes fucking, like, hurt a person. Like, in Florida, in Orange County, South Orange County... There was a group of people dressed up in in clown costumes that, like, literally hurt a person. So, I I don't think there's a lot to gain from this clown epidemic that we're talking about. I don't think clowns from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. This movie had a big pressure on this. I think it was a part of it, but I also think that there was a bigger part due to John Wayne Gacy, right? Like serial killers. <laughs> I I would not have, I would not have uh, pegged that. I, I have a th- okay. Can, can I can I answer your question with another question? Oh, but- absolutely, because there's no answer. Absolutely, and and if if your answer is clowny clown clown. We need to talk about that more. Okay. There's three things that influenced the clown pranks of the early 90s, and it's John Wayne Gacy, and it's Clowny Clown Clown, and it's Clowny Clown Clown. I never would have felt so strong about Mr. Farr, which, Zach, I don't know if you know, the Chiodo brothers, they designed... The dead cat in Reuben and Ed. Really? They did, yes. So we have that much of an interest in the clown pranks of the 1990s. I did not know that. How about that? This is the thing, but like, this is, this is my original thesis regarding all this. And that, like I said, there's like anywhere from like eight to 40,000 views on these Spirit Halloween walkthrough videos mm-hmm. that. You can drive 15 minutes and find a spot, Spirit Halloween. They're not hard to come by. And this goes back to a thesis I've posed for a while now in Cinemodies. I think, and this is where Rob's background in cybersecurity comes from, I think probably what? Minimum 75% of all internet traffic is artificial. Oh, absolutely. Like, like bots on the internet are the, the biggest thing for sure. Yeah. And that's where I think 
all the like, I keep trying to explain all this killer clowns from outer space just hoopla comes from, and I think it's all fabricated. I think it's all fabricated. I don't think there's any demand for any of this. No, so- none that's genuine. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I agree with you that, you know, the reason there is a new video game about killer clowns from outer space is because somebody paid Korean bots to just like artificially create traffic for this game, you know? Like yep. that that has to be the fact. Nobody fucking cares about this shit. If that's, it's not for artificial bots, absolutely. And that's why I think this is like like such a non-starter. I think it's just where you thought where you think this is being birthed from a place of uh, the 2016 clown pranks combined with a morbid fascination by the culture about John Wayne Gacy. I think this is whoever owns the license to Killer Clowns from Outer Space currently is trying to emulate the success of the 2017 Stephen King it version of Pennywise. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think the the only reason it 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 you know the movie was so successful is because of these bots being paid to make clowns so successful. I mean, everybody should remember we lived through you and I, Zach. We lived through. A time in our life where fucking people with a clown mask menacized others type of thing. It was it was kind of like, okay, yeah, you know, we, we heard about it. I don't think you and I, Zach, ever experienced it. But, like, most people were just like, yeah, I parked my car in my driveway. And right before I got into my house, there was a dude in a clown mask across the street. Is that yeah, mm-hmm. is that scary? Is that like scary? We don't know, but that is menacing enough to make it 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 so successful. That had to be a deep throat level of menacing marketing, right? That I I I don't know. Like that's the part where I don't have any answers. I I am genuinely. That's fair. You you never. I what don't you're have saying an answer. Is you never experienced that, right? Not personally, no. Like I was cognizant of it being a thing, according to the internet. But that but that's the thing is that it was so it was so strongly presented as like you know people got out of the cars and there was a clown across the street and it's like oh my god, like get get the fuck out of here, you know. You know how many times I've parked my car in my, you know, parking lot apartment and I've seen just, like, a weird old woman across the street? It's not that she's a clown. It's just that she's a weird old woman. <laughs> like, I don't think that that's, like, like they had – this had to be a marketing technique is what I'm saying. The idea of the, uh, the clown, like, like the people sitting exactly, there doing their weird exactly. shady stuff? Why do we – put any effort into a clown being scary in the lead up of a year to it being in theaters what like that had to be a guerrilla marketing technique it's like the equivalent of like what was it like adult swim being the uh doing the uh what the moon and night thing where like it was like a bomb threat <laughs> yeah when they when they put the signs up to then people thought it was a bomb threat absolutely i i don't understand when people think anything they see is not a marketing technique, 
you know? Well, yeah, it's hot. Like I said, like, I don't, it's one of those things where even though I am a very deeply entrenched cynic, I don't want to be that way because I like giving everything the benefit of the doubt. Yet it's hard to look at anything now and not realize that all of it's just some level of just we're being coerced towards something. Exact. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Is that I don't care if something happens to me. I think it's a fucking you know marketing technique. It's it's the same thing. Is like Zach, you and I and Rachel went through that. Fucking, you know, goofballs, McGillicuddy, like, um, six God. flags thing. You know, what, whatever whoa, the whoa, fuck whoa, it whoa, was. Whoa, you know? whoa, 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 What was it we went through? Goofballs, McGillicuddy? A goofball, I call it goofballs, McGillicuddy, but, you know, we went through That's that. That's beautiful. Like, Is that a thing? Like, like, can I even, like, forget about Miriam Webster. <laughs> can I Urban Dictionary that? Like, I need a concrete definition for that. Like, I. No, I think my brain will melt spent, if I think about it next like time. We spent like X amount of dollars to go through a excuse fucking me, excuse me. I house. spent X. I spent X amount of dollars. You bought that's a thirty dollars right. Johnny I, I Rockets bought, burger I bought the for food each of us and the gas. That's right. That's right. Um, but no, it's like we went through this this haunted house where we knew it wasn't gonna kill us. We knew it wasn't gonna hurt us, but we were still scared by the fact that a a goofball like popped out <laughs> out of the out of the corner and made me go ah you know that type of thing a goofball and 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 everybody that that it's recording all fun is on the, that is on it's recording it's all fun and games until a goofball pops out and makes you go ah no Zach you know what I'm saying is like we we went beautiful characterization that. of that night we went through goofballs McGillicuddy feelings. <laughs> And God damn it, I feel Rob. the same way it. when we go through these movies. It's like, well, we know we're going to get scared. What's the point? You know, it's like when we go through a, a goofballs McKillicuddy <laughs> Six Flags experience. When I we swear go to God, everybody, movie, if you don't, ca- it, if you don't character, if you don't characterize a attempt at something if, as goofballs McKillicuddy <laughs> if it's not in vain I don't know what better phrase yeah, you could you, possibly you know I have access to the Patreon and to the main feed I could release our audio for the, By all means. For the Six Flags which is goofballs McGillicuddy the audio <laughs> okay can I please just okay not to interject in goofballs McKillicuddy I have you saying after the Green Lantern ride that was fucking stupid I wish we never did it okay I have that <laughs> you sure that just wasn't the overall end of the night uh, no it was not the end of the night because I love the green I love the Green Lantern ride okay I I I I recited the Green Lantern code after that ride, and you okay, okay, were very quick, upset about it. <laughs> okay, Rob, Rob, not to tell you to shut the fuck up, but to tell you to shut the fuck okay, up. Let me, uh, okay, I'll let you land. Absolutely. Okay, thank you, thank you. Let me land. Okay, as was Rob was going through Goofball McKillicuddy's, I was scrolling <laughs> through Instagram, and I'm not making this up. This is something that happened in real time. I'm scrolling through, and a uh, t-shirt vendor that I follow called Cavity Colors I'm not making this up, posted within the last 24 hours, quote, drop some clown emoji if Keller Clowns is one of your favorite movies too. We just restocked this absolutely stunning Invasion tee by 
generic artists, plus our classic cotton candy cocoon pink tie-dye tees. And I'm looking at this being, and it has over 3,000 likes. Well, I think there's, that, that I don't think there's me, three. Why, I don't think why do you think? Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, sure, I don't sure. think there are 3,000 people who have watched this movie in the last decade. Exactly. Never genuine people have actually clicked the like button here. I, I think that brings us to the, the imperative of this episode. Why did you want to discuss it, and why do you think people still care about it? I, I don't think that that's, is this is the one thing. of the most I want, important things. I don't think people even know this movie exists, yet there is some weird clandestine cabal out there of rights holders for this franchise. Why? That is trying – I don't know. Why do you think? I think, I think someone's trying to make a mountain out of a molehill. I think somebody thinks, oh, clowns are popular. Eh? Let's – we have a property that may be popular. Let's try to artificially infuse – popularity into do it. you think this has to do with the inherent i i would not say inherent actually i would think the um common fear of clowns is is this the go-to like scary clown movie i don't think so i don't think so i think i think what happened was i the the rights holders behind this movie saw that killer uh cla- the Stephen King it thing was so popular and so merchandise heavy thank you uh, thank this- you for saying that the better killer clown the better sc- scary clown is pennywise right but that's the thing though if you watch have you watched the new it movies no no i have not seen either it movie because they're not um, like it's the Stephen the- king is a, is a hack you know yes yes <laughs> Honey, this movie called me an asshole. This movie called me an asshole. The last Stephen King movie I saw is from the mid-90s. It's called Thinner, where the last half of the movie turns into a fucking, like, gangster mob movie. And also, that's a Richard Bachman movie, which, um, you know, I'm not a Stephen King fan. I'm a Richard Bachman fan. (laughs) Oh, God, he's still making that joke how many years later? Every day, baby. Oh, God. Uh, but no, I think a lot of it stems to just they're trying to artificially infuse popularity into something simply because it has a superficial connection to just like you were saying, clowns equals scary. Are you saying that through the lens of today or the through the lens of this movie being released as a clown movie in the 80s? No, 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 no. I think when when the Kyoto Brothers did this and like the, like thought of this back in the mid to late eighties, mm-hmm. no, I think somebody owns the rights to this. That's not them, and is trying to profit off of it. And I think they've purchased an insane level of a bot traffic. That is my thesis. That that's where I would agree is that they made this movie off of the fact of oh we got great costumes and everybody's afraid of clowns, right? That's it. That's all that this movie lives on. Like I said, I don't think. I, I don't think this movie lives off anything because I don't think anybody has seen it. I don't – I would think if you were to go to a horror convention and be like, what are your thoughts on killer clowns from outer space? It would be the same thing. Like y- their reaction in theory would be the same as when I told you about this initially, Rob. Oh, yeah. I watched this movie 15 years ago. Sure. I think it's OK. Yeah. End quote. I think – I don't think there is any popularity for this movie genuine like i'm not doubting that there are probably some fans but i think you'd be hard pressed to fill a phone booth with killer clowns from outer space fans so let's then bring that to the um extravagance or the uh continuation of 
making a video game. Do you think this is just IP hogging where they're yes. like, okay, fair. In my research for this, I looked into the video game. Like I, I read some breakdowns of it. It it's 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 part of the thirteenth. It's asymmetrical. Yes, like yes, some people yes. are the villains, some people are the yes. heroes. Type of. And thing. And as I was reading, like as I was reading, watching criticisms, commentary of it, I'm like, oh, like this, like based on what the developers are doing, and this is the developers. I'm like, oh, this seems sure. like it could be fun. Like in theory, based on what is being explained to me, I'm like, oh, this has potential to be fun. But I think the same could apply based on any horror survival game. Right? Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I think you, yeah. you could very easily divorce the IP from this. And I think the mechanics would be just as intriguing. Um, again, I think this is just – I don't even. I don't even think a studio owns this. I think it's just somebody like, oh god, some movie ex- executive chomping on a cigar that owns this. I don't. I wish I could blame Disney, Warner Brothers, Universal for this, but I don't think it's them. No, what you're saying is that somebody said, oh, here, here's a, here's a title that we own. Let's make it a video game type of thing. Exactly. Let's let's over merchandise this. In the hopes that people will buy it. Over merchandise might be my favorite phrase that you've ever said, <laughs> but you are so fucking right. So, like I said, so so getting it. So, real, I want to ask you, Rob. After watching this movie, is there like we talk about it a lot on the podcast for the last almost five years now? Is there uh, anything? I've never, I've never talked to you before ever. <laughs> never, never in this way. Anyway, is there anything in this movie that? Looking at it under the lens of 2022, that normies, social media people would latch onto. Is there any low hanging fruit for the stupid uninitiated? Zero, zero things. the The mainstays of what the clowns with a K do in this movie are relegated to wrapping people up in popcorn, wrapping people up in cotton candy, that type of thing, like circus-related foods. That is the oldest news I've ever fucking heard, and that is what everybody would think is the oldest fucking news. The only reason this movie exists currently is for pure nostalgia of somebody who has seen it earlier, and it is fucking stupid because anybody who has seen it earlier has seen everything done in this movie you know 20 times better or not even 20 times better not like 20 times adjacent type of thing this movie has nothing going for it this movie is not a, by i i will say it has nothing going for it by 2022 standards absolutely absolutely i mean the the biggest thing i took from this movie is like oh wow I'm watching this movie 20 years later. They did the 20-year like construct of cotton candy and popcorn, and nobody cares about that. Nobody cares about that. This movie is a is a relic of its time, I guess is the best way to say it. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it's quaint, it's cute, but like there there there's really nothing profound about it as to why we should be discussing it. Oh God! Almost, 
Oh God, more than 30 years. Absolutely. Later. There's no reason to think that like, oh, we need to wrap people up in cotton candy. Oh, we need to wrap people up in popcorn. The the one thing I really loved about this movie was the popcorn moving in the shower scene. That's it. Yeah. I, I love that idea. The idea that, you know, the popcorn that they shot was sentient. That's it. And it's not even fully realized is because the popcorn needs to be totalized in this fucking like hamper scene or something like that. I I would have loved more if the popcorn was like spiders, but it wasn't. And that that is a detriment to me. Yeah. Like I said, I again I, I I guess we should talk more about the movie itself, but the movie is so shallow that it's hard to delve into it with any substance. I mean, exactly. What is there to talk about other than the costumes? And the costumes aren't even that great. They're not articulate, which is one of my biggest problems with this, is that the Chiodo brothers, they put so much effort, from all my research, they put so much effort into these costumes, and the costumes can't even move their fucking lips! Like, they just, they just like, uh, they, like, up and down their lips, up and down their eyelids. Are you telling me that you put two, not 200 million, 200,000 dollars into these costumes and they can't even articulate themselves? Go fuck you. Like, come on. I think it was only two, wasn't the whole budget only two million dollars? I think it was less than two million. I think it was 1.8 for sure. I, I don't think... I don't – again, I don't think the costumes and the makeup are – again, for what they were going for, like as in a B movie, like sure. a hard B movie sure. before that became a cute term by like horror movie standards, I don't think anything in this movie is objectively bad. Um, it, it's it's the idea that like, outside of just making a cute little like uh, poor man's version – it's like a – oh god. An intellectually vacuous version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. But what what is the point of of doing that without articulation? I mean, when we get a scene, we get a long, extended scene of a clown trying to, for lack of a better term, seduce a little girl, like get her <laughs> over to his his. his I know. I'm sorry. It's not I'm sorry. Okay, but like. The the biggest articulation we get in that scene is like the the top lip moves a little bit. Like that's not beneficial to the story. I mean, I know they're relying a lot on the uh momentum and the and the feeling that we get in that scene, but shouldn't our puppets be more articulate? I don't I, again, I don't think that's what the Kyoto brothers were going for. I don't think I think they were tr- again. This is meant to be a goofy romp. That's where I don't again. I don't forsake them. I think they did exactly what they wanted to. They wanted to make a goofy, fun movie based on all the research I did about the idea of space aliens being quote killer clowns. And I think at that level, the movie succeeds at what it's going at. Because even like this, the point to one specific scene in general. That I again, I think for the most part, the movie is clever enough. Like, again, clever for what it's going for. Because mm-hmm. there's a sequence toward the, what, around two-thirds of the way through where we have this random just teenage jock character driving down, like, a road. And we have this clown that is driving an invisible car. And he runs this dude off the road. And 
as I watch that scene both times, I'm like, okay, this is a, even though it's very janky of a scene, like it, yeah. the seams are very clearly showing. I think it's a creative enough bit, a bit being probably the best way to describe all the individual scenes in this movie. It feels like this is less of a movie about a cohesive story and more just a bunch of vignettes and bits just strung together with the narrative of invasion of the body snatcher. The scene you're mentioning is very close to when um, they see the, um, the parade of the clowns downtown, I think, you know, like where they're sucking up the cotton candy cocoons yep. type of thing. Yep. I, I am okay with that. It's everything before where they are just like, you know, not to mention, you know, the, the little girl scene that I mentioned, but also the scene where they show up and he's like, pizza. And the girl in the lingerie goes, oh, pizza. And it's like a porn intro, you know? And it doesn't work because there's no articulation on the puppet to make it seem like a porn intro. But... I think that's my problem, is that there is a distinctual difference between the articulation that is necessary to, you know, suck up people into their cotton candy cocoons, cocoons, and the difference between them saying, like, oh, we are cocoon makers, and this is just our town now, type of thing. Um, that's one where I will give the movie some credit because I think it's meant to be very implicit. Again, this is invasion of the, again, it's the Jimmy C thing of like, whether it be Titanic where he, like they point to the dry erase board and they're like invasion of the body snatchers plus clowns. Uh, yeah. A- aliens. With it's the meant dollar to sign. Absolutely. Yes. A- aliens <laughs> with the dollar sign. Um, exactly. And I, like I said, I, I don't blame the movie. I blame this non-existent fan base for the movie. That's, That's the thing. That's fair. Okay. Okay. Like, whereas like I, I give a nice example. I think I've mentioned this countless times now on the podcast and that with evil dead Two, evil dead, the franchise is no longer a B movie franchise. This is it's a tier. And my turning point for that was I remember in high school, there is the Vanessa Hudgens movie where Vanessa Hudgens, I, I think the movie's called Band Slam. In that Vanessa Hudgens is supposed to be like the weird, quirky girl. I think it's she, Aubrey Plaza, but I know where you're going. Yeah, it's poor man's Aubrey Plaza. Look, you know what, Rob? I'm not even gonna make a joke there. You're absolutely right. In this movie, Band Slam, the, like you have your titular dude character who's like, oh, kind of like a nerd, and he's not sure of himself. And by the end of the film, that he's completely. Like confident in who he is. And but like Vanessa Hudgens is severely miscast and like she's supposed to be like the nerdy like outcast, which makes no sense considering that Vanessa Hudgens looks like Vanessa Hudgens. Which is why I think it's Aubrey Plaza, but please continue. Yes. Like Aubrey <laughs> like sir, when this movie came out in two thousand nine, Aubrey Plaza probably would have been a better casting choice. The point being is that like in that movie in two thousand nine, she's like, Oh, like she invites this like quirky, nerdy dude. She's like, Oh, you should come to a midnight screening with me of Evil Dead Two. And at that point I'm just like, No. Evil Dead is no longer an underground franchise. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is that like, whereas like, obviously, ever since Army of Darkness, which has been the most m- 
mainstream release of that franchise. Uh, yeah, there's quite you can point a horrible movie. Absolutely, I hate that. Whatever, movie. I'm not. Gonna, yeah. I'm not going to argue that. Okay. The yeah, point no, being that's is fine. that we're not going to argue that now. Absolutely. The good, point good being is that since Army of Darkness has come out, you can point to numerous times in that franchise's lifespan, or you can say, "Oh, this is where the fan base has organically grown." And that's when we're even like, think of all the books that Bruce Campbell has penned. It's that notion of, you can say, oh, these are areas where you can explain why they made the remake, why they made the TV series, Mm -hmm. why they made the video game as to like, oh, these are reasons why this fan base has grown in the last 30 years. You cannot do that with killer clowns from outer space. The fact that like, think about horror movies are some of the easiest properties to exploit into oblivion. Good lord, there's been more Chucky movies than I can count. Leprechaun, Hellraiser, just the list of horror franchises, Puppet Master. Like, there are no shortage of horror franchises that have been, ex- have been exploited well, because of just uh, well, a... I, I whoa, gotta, whoa, 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 Of an sorry. iota of interest. Yet, Killer Clowns from Outer Space has had nothing since that sole film in nine, in the late 1980s. Well, what my question would be, why do you think clowns are so relegated to this kind of backdraft or, or backspace of, you know, the only clowns that exist in horror are it, Pennywise, of course, and and that might be it, you know, that pun aside, you know, that type of thing. Why are clowns so relegated to the 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 back half of horror? I don't think it's clowns. I think it's the idea that just like like we live in a culture now where clowns have become a meme. And that goes back to the point you were even making about the 2016 just clown what do you want to call it? Epidemic of just people doing things for like misplaced chasing clout. Um, I think that's ideas. Like think about clowns were birthed as to be entertainers and because culture for the last 15 years has made them out to be a scary thing. And it's bent so far now where we're, we're to a notion of just clowns are foremost, a scary thing and them being funny is like the deep perverted version of them. Sure. It's like an inverse of what clowns have been for the majority of their existence. Obviously, the origin of clowns going back to King's jesters from hundreds of years ago. Uh, okay, that that might answer the question that I was going to ask is that, you know, clowns have – clowns are so, you know, medieval almost that they don't deserve or, or earn a, a space in our modern era type of thing. Um, not that they don't, I, I think there might be, out, I think outdated might be the better term, but okay. you tell me. Yeah, no, no, that that's fair. That's fair. What do you think the modern era of a jester is? Do you think it is a comedian? Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. <laughs> Zach, that's, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> You, Hell yeah. You said that faster than I could ask the fucking question. <laughs> that is hilarious. Um but you know, to to get at that ideal, um is is the jester version of clowns the 
SNL, the the sitcom of today type of thing. I know you said Pete Davidson, but I would also say, you know, Andy Samberg, somebody who whose livelihood is based on just cracking a basic joke to make sure they get the next million dollar paycheck type of thing. I guess just is somebody who I guess a jester is whoever like somebody who tells the powers that be what I, I you know what it is? I'm gonna okay. Ignore what I just said. You know who the current contemporary jesters are? It's it's Colbert, Kimmel, mm. and and Fallon. You, That's it. You you took the words right out of my mouth because I don't think jesters are relevant anymore. People who make jokes are not relevant anymore. People need to make jokes relevant to the constant, you know, thought of the day. And I know Ben and I really hate this. We talk about this a lot on Patreon. Everybody, go check it out. Patreon.com slash Cinemodities. Ben and I have a super big problem with the fact of people who use Donald Trump as a punchline. That's kind of the thing. The the punchline today is politicians and those jokes. And I think that's what you're getting at. Yes, politics. But I think it's the idea that like when whether it be SNL or Colbert or Kimmel, they go out there and they go out knowing regardless of whatever joke they make, it's not going to be provocative. Yeah. They they know it's not going to be provocative. It's, it's designed to satisfy one specific niche of the audience and no more no less Alrighty, rob so going back to killer clowns from outer space is there anything that you objectively want to point to that you liked oh oh sure i'm i'm glad you you brought us back to it um i would very much like to point out the uh acting of the lead character um whose name i unfortunately do not have written down or if i have written down it is not you know in my notes appropriately um near the end his scene of saying another door, another door, another door. Step another door. I can't take this anymore. Come on, open the door. Another door. Come on, Mike. Another door. Another door. Debbie, come on. That is fucking hilarious. And speaking of that, I have to bring up. I hate, absolutely hate, the ending where, what, Dave the cop survives as well as the two ice cream people. I think that is a cop-out. I think that they all should have died. No, I completely I completely agree. Um, I, I will say that the two uh, ice cream brothers, them surviving seems a little hollow, but sure. uh, Cop McFace Man... I kind of, even though, even though narratively speaking, he should die based on just the extent of the explosion of the space, the circus spacecraft. Oh, sure. Um, it's I, I do like him surviving. I know Rob and I differ on that. I like him surviving. I don't want him to survive solely for the fact that I think that there is a decent subjective narrative. Uh, subjective, like I said, in terms of him dying to let the world survive. Like, the sacrifice should be pertinent. And it's not pertinent. It's it's almost vacuous. Oh, it is vacuous because of him surviving. But that's the whole but that's the whole movie though, Rob. Like I like if you look at the movie at large, 
I'm willing to forgive Cop McFace living. The two ice cream guys who really yeah. have nothing, who really aren't in the film outside of the very beginning, and then show up at toward the beginning of the third act. That I get because, like, when, right like I have that. to, yeah. I have to say, much like how one of Rob's favorite cinematic tropes is, "Let me consume this, and I will gain your power." <laughs> one of mine is, I love it when cars have like slight like accidents and they explode. The ice cream truck like being thrown around by Clownzilla is just beautiful. Like when Clownzilla oh. picks it up and throws it, and it just like obl- like obliterates into fire and debris. I'm like. Hell yeah! One of the I'm best like, scenes I in the love movie, that. Clownzilla, played by uh, Stephen Chiodo, the the director of the film. Yep. You know, um, yeah, Clownzilla is great. Watching him just like smack around like this like toy ice cream truck, I'm like, that's like I dig it, man. Like th- those those are the moments where I'm like, I am vibing with this movie. I could totally get behind when the uh, the faux clown car lands itself at, at the end of the movie outside of the. Um, you know, big spaceship scene. If it was just the cop, the our, our one of our main character cops, fine, whatever. You know, good guy gets the good day at the end. The fact that the two ice cream guys come out and go, ha ha, we had sex with clown girls, woo! Like, fuck that shit, you know? Like, their moment is having sex with those clown girls with the big tits, they do not should need we, to survive should, should, at the end. Should, should, should we point out to the fact that the clown girl tits grow in that sequence? Well, I mean, we should not only point that out, we should also ask ourselves, would would you fuck those clownussies? Um, Zach, I'm not sure if you're what, 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 Wait, 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 wait what, what was that word? Can you repeat that word, please? Uh, no, can you, can you, I'm, I'm well, not can only going to repeat Can you phonetically this? pronounce it, please? I'm like, not only syllable going syllable. to repeat this, I'm going to explain it. Clownussy. I don't know if you're aware of this, Zach. There has been a really common thing on the internet where it's basically like anything, period, anything. You put ussy at the end of it. So it's like, oh, this is a clown. That's a girl. I want to fuck that clown ussy. It, it's like, oh, my God. I, I, I took a dive underwater and I saw a rock. That's rock ussy type of thing. Like Ussie as a as a suffix has become a mainstay meme. I am so confused right now. I'm not kidding you. This is a thing on the internet. Clown Ussie. I don't doubt that it's a thing. I just I, I am concerned about it. You though. don't like it. I don't like it either. <laughs> clown Ussie is what we're talking about though, right? Like these two these two clowns. They expand their breasts, and the two characters in this movie go, Ooh, I like big tits. Basically, right? Clown Ussie? Are you, are you picking Clown up Ussie. what I'm putting down? Clown Ussie. Damn. Hearing you say that is upsetting to me, Zach. <laughs> exactly. It should be. It's the Lord Zach is a Zach is a wholesome, correct man. When I bother him with internet memes it 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 hurts me <laughs> i'm just disappointed when he says clown see he doesn't go oh i don't want i don't want to no because i'm not doing that because i don't want a clown okay i'm not into that you know i am not into that in the fucking slightest 
So many questions, so little time. Um, I'm trying to think what else from this movie that uh, sticks out to you. <laughs> that The way you said that came across as purely, Rob, please stop talking about this. <laughs> I'm glad the, uh, the uh, subtext was not missed by any means. Alrighty, Rob, but that being said, uh, are we ready to delve into questions? Well, I'm angry that I didn't get to ask you with, with all that being said. Okay, who do you think you are, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> no, we should get into questions. I uh, I don't think there's anything else I had. If I do, um, I will be uh, just plainly upset when I looked at my notes post post-haste, that type of thing. But Cinemodities and Late Night, I think Cinemodities, yes, this is this is a pure Cinemodity, um, you know, from the fact of the costumes, of the, the um, you know, B-movie status of it, I, I cannot say anything but yes, but Late Night, I have to go opposite and say no, like, I can't imagine me watching this or choosing to watch this with anybody else. So I'm going yes for Cinemodities, no for Late Night. What do you think? I'm going to do a reverse on you, Rob. I actually know. You, I'm going to say. You, no, you're, no, picking no, a, second, you're picking a full second, reverse? You're picking a full no, no, reverse no, no. over here? You're no, doing a revert? Uh, okay. Actually, actually. Okay. Let me rephrase that. I'm going to say yes you're hitting to both. the R2 but... button? You're hitting a revert? <laughs> I am. We do a little reverse action. Um, Hitting him with a little reverse action. Rob, okay, real quick, real that's quick. good. <laughs> did you hear that M. Sandler's going on tour? I mean, isn't he always? I, I did not hear this recently, but isn't he always no, kind of like on, I, I on don't, tour? I, well, y- yes, but like I guess he's like he just announced the tour because I keep seeing it on Facebook. That, Are like, you he's telling actually, me like, that you could hit me with a little reverse action? Reverse action? action? <laughs> that's the question. I wonder on this tour, he'll hit us with a little reverse action. The, the most obscure Adam Sandler content that we reference, it might happen in my town. <laughs> Maybe. Hit him no, with a reverse I will action. say, for, okay, I have I want to say yes to late night movie because I do think this would be fun. I don't think it would be fun, but I think it would be – you would get a rise out of uh, someone that is subjected to watching this. Who, who, that, that's my question though. Who are you going to show this to? Like it's a lower tier late night movie. I'm not saying okay, again. We've okay. been doing this for what? This is the fifth monster now. I'm not gonna lie. This is lower tier late night movie. Okay. okay. The point I is that I could you envision myself showing us the people for sure. Okay. Okay. But, but I will say, as for cinemodity, what I want to do is I have a very specific scenario in my mind. Would you? Will you please indulge me? No. Can I say no? Can you I say, say no that. and we end the episode so it's easier for me to edit? <laughs> Rob, we still have snacks, so we both know the answer. It is to that. so fucking crazy that there is like the 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 snack spreadsheet is so fucking off the wall at this point, like. <laughs> Like, I have not kept up, as a suit listeners will notice, you know, um, Zach had a rough time last year. Rob had a rough time this year. The snack spreadsheet Correction. ain't, ain't Correction. in good shape. <laughs> Correction. Zach had a rough 2020, not 2021, Rob. Get it straight. Oh, that, okay, that's right. Well, So we had, a, we had one good year between our both bad yes. years. Absolutely. Okay. Either way, the snack spreadsheet is not in good looks, I have to say. 
So um, I, I will have to catch up on this eventually. But I guess you are correct, Zach. Please, please give us everything that, you know, our spreadsheet needs, I guess. Okay. <laughs> For Cinemati status, what I want my answer to be is we post a poll that says should Killer Clowns from Outer Space be a Cinemati's film? And due to bot traffic, it's an overwhelming yes. <laughs> That's all I want my answer to be for Cinemati. <laughs> okay, status. I find this hilarious because you're calling the bot outcome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Rob, snack. Okay, yeah, let's get to snacks. Um, so I I would like to once first off, sandwich in a plastic bag. It's what the uh, the security guard at the very end of the movie before the clowns, you know, in a in a fantastic joke. A bunch of clowns get out of a small car because that's, that's what this movie is about. The um, security guard pulls out a uh, just a sandwich in a plastic bag. I would love that. If you want to order a sandwich, we give it to them in a plastic bag. What do you think? That sounds good. Okay, okay. Um, the other thing I have to say is uh, the killer clowns as dog catchers in the restaurant because you know at the start of this movie we get a good uh, a good shot of a well it's it's pita appropriate i should say it's a, it's a loose like net thrown over a dog for comedic effect um if we have anybody in the restaurant who brings in a dog a service dog a cat a service cat you know anything like that we just have the killer clowns as those who um capture them because we shouldn't have animals allowed in our restaurant right may, may i say that i i'm not when i say this i don't mean service animals like there are some people out there that actually do need service animals like obviously the uh like blind people the, there are there is an actual need for service animals can you, you explain can you expand on that i want you to dig your own hole zach <laughs> The thing is that, like, I know this was about 10 Zach, years Zach ago. Zach said no and kept going. No, 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 no. This is Zach saying hold my beer. This is the thing is that, like, there are people in this world that genuinely need service animals in order to survive. The thing that makes me angry, I remember, like, seeing and hearing about this maybe 10, 15 years ago, was that, like, people realized, like, that rent, don't own property, that, like, oh – if I list my insert animal here as a service animal, I can bring my animal into the place I'm renting and sure. not have to pay a fee. And like that makes me mad because you are exploiting a technicality mm -hmm. that people who have a genuine disability need to use. And it's like, okay, that's bad enough because then like obviously you hear all these stories about like how like a woman will bring up like a service peacock on a plane. And it's like, okay, this is just an asshole. Like this is somebody that just is an asshole and they found a legal loophole. Sure. And sure. I will say going to Rob's point, the idea of having the killer clowns is like quasi dog catchers. I 100% support because where I work – and this has nothing to do with service animals. That was just a weird misplaced tangent by all <laughs> means. But like where I work, you can bring dogs and stuff and just have them like just walk throughout. As, as just, customers like, or as employees? No, just customers. Okay, okay. Gotcha. I would imagine if an employee, if you wanted to do it, they probably wouldn't put their foot down either. They'd probably question it a little bit, but they probably at the end of the day, you could probably hide behind some legal rhetoric for it. Lord yeah, knows. There's probably half a page of bullshit that you could sign yes. to get that. Yes. Through. Yeah, absolutely. And so like 
I don't get the idea of bringing your pets everywhere. Like maybe it's just me, but like, why can't Fluffy stay at home? <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you, Zach. So if anybody tried bringing their pets to like Mars 2112, the former space, and we had the killer clowns, their giant like vacuum, by all means, go for it. I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but um, there was somebody that I taught once uh, because I think the cinema audience knows, and you know, Zach, that I, I was a teacher for many, many years, um, and one of them brought uh, a service dog very commonly. And then one day when they brought their service dog, it was test day, which I had to hand out, you know, papers to Rob, everybody. Rob had to give the dog an exam as well. And I, I literally dog. put a piece of paper on the dog's face <laughs> and i said if the dog's here it's gotta take the test <laughs> um one of my one of my greatest moments as a teacher i i i gave a, a test paper to a dog <laughs> Um, that, oh, that's beautiful. it. That's the end of the story. There's no, that's, there's, a, there's no, that's a, I will say that conjures up a fantastic image. Absolutely. If anything, I'm not an asshole when I teach. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fun dude, you know? He's a I, thorough I hope, asshole. I hope that that woman, um, I don't remember her name. I'd have to look it up type of thing. I hope that she still tells that story and says like, I don't care if it was good or bad. I hope that to her friends, she says like, this fucking teacher put a paper on my dog's face, you know? That's I rate, hope that that's happens. A, that's, on, that's on Rob's Rate My Professor. I, I could it, only it, hope. It literally says, and I quote, this asshole put a piece of paper on my dog's nose. Dude, that's a good point. I, I have not checked Rate My Professor in like seven years. I had only positive reviews the last time I checked. Um, really? Yeah. Well, well, hold on. We're gonna we're gonna review bomb you, that. You where do just I? Said, where do I? Really, for, in the I, sense that you were bots? angry about it. <laughs> can I pay for bots on Read My Professor? The way you said "really" was like expecting I would be hated. I'm a good teacher. Oh my god, Zach. Oh my Rob's, fucking god. What, Rob's giving the goddamn dog an exam. <laughs> Shit. Who don't like who don't like that, bro? <laughs> I, I just comically imagine like the dog just sitting there and like Rob puts like a like a piece of paper like on like it's like the bridge of its nose and just like <laughs> quiz like quizzily looks up like quizzically that's like I did that's what I did <laughs> <laughs> put it right on its face and the dog had no fucking clue what was happening I said if the dog's here it's gotta take the test. <laughs> Jesus. The last thing I have to put forward for a restaurant is uh, somewhat similar to this. It's it's more in in the alignment of um, being angry at what is said in this movie. We should have and hang up big old sacks of cotton candy in our restaurant solely for the purpose of disproving this goddamn woman in the movie who says nobody nobody hangs up cotton candy like this. We should do that. We should have big old sacks of cotton candy, letting them dry, just to prove that main girl wrong when she says no one hangs up cotton candy like this because she has no right to say that. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Well, what's in the, the giant sacks of cotton candy? Like, 
Um, I'm thinking small children that we, you know, disapprove of from the sin emodities portion of the restaurant. <laughs> well, that's one thing I want to ask about the movie itself because at one point in the movie, and this is going to be my own snack, that we see one of the clowns like pull out a straw and like use the oh, giant oh, like cotton oh, candy yeah, they, they like, think it's like a drink. Cotton, they treat the cotton candy as like um, spider sacks that they drink from. Yeah, but like at one point when we see like them re like early in the movie we see the characters like reach for the cotton candy sack and it pulls off and you see like almost like the equivalent of pulling skin off someone's face. Yes. Like do we know what happens to the cocoon? Like what is that? I I took it as a very um spider like esque type is? of thing is that it's like the when the spider spins a web around a bug type of thing. Um, it starts to decompose, and they just drink the goo from it. Oh, okay. That's that's how I believe. So it. once you're in the cotton candy cocoon, like that's it, like you're done. In essence, with within the time frame, I think you could still be saved from the cotton candy cocoon. But if you're in there long enough, you will start to decompose. Okay. I will say though that like what about two th- like towards the end of the second act when lead female is, like, zapped, and she doesn't turn into cotton candy cocoon, but into, like, force field cocoon. Well, she goes into a balloon or some shit. I know, and know? I'm just like, man, that's some that's some dense plot armor right there. Right? I mean, it was like, why can't she be in cocoon? Because we need to save her at the end, you know? That exactly. Kind of that's some, that is some thick plot armor. Dude, we didn't even talk about the fact, because it's not even worth talking about, the, the main female lead of this movie has three modes. Scared uh, two modes, scared or in the shower. <laughs> like that's <laughs> it. Like she is so fucking useless. Yeah, she's there. It's just generic. She's interest. worse than a fucking tenant character. You know, it's like, oh, are you scared or are you useless? Are you science lady, military lady, or tall lady? Exactly. She's not even that. She's scared or useless. She's I, lower I'll than tenant. Hasa, can I can I uh, can I get a mulligan on that, please? Oh, oh, please, please, because it needs to be it needs to be clarified. You know, what, yes. what's your favorite female? Yes, from Tenet. Are, <laughs> are you science lady, military lady, or Elizabeth Debicki? <laughs> Dude, it is still the craziest thing to me that when I meet people like for the first time. And for some reason, like Christopher Nolan will come up and I'll be like, well, what was your favorite woman in Tenet? And they'll go, what? And I'll be like, there's only four women in a two and a half hour movie. And they'll be like, I've never thought about it that way. And I'm like, how can you not think about it that way? This movie is misogynistic as fuck. <laughs> I still like the fact that you have like John David Washington that's like what, like 5'10, and you cast like Elizabeth Debicki who's like 7'11, and it's just like, like, like why? Dude, not like, only, like not why? The fact of their height difference, the fact that John David Washington is in Denzel Jr. fucking. 85% of the movie and mm-hmm. the tall lady is in 15% of the movie. That is insane to me. And it's like, okay, can you explain what you liked about tall lady? And it's like, she was tall. I mean, she, I like the part she, where she put suntan lotion on the side of the boat. I like the part where she was, you know, misogynistically being blackmailed <laughs> about, an art piece like that's it it's fuck christopher nolan dude i cannot wait to see oppenheimer just for the fact that he's gonna be like here's a lady that's it (laughs) (laughs) 
You know, you know what Oppenheimer did when he was alive? He had sex with a lady once. Three percent of the movie. Fuck you. <laughs> you know that type of thing. It's fucking insane to me. Christopher Nolan has no regard for females, and it's fucking insane to me. <laughs> oh, Nolan. All right. So going to my snack for killer clowns. Yes. Please, um, I'm gonna please. keep it simple. Two words. Silly straws. Oh, are you are you thinking silly straws just for you know restaurant status? Like if somebody gets yeah. a drink, they get a silly straw. Yeah, silly straws. Nothing, no more, no less. Silly okay. straws. Okay. Um, I I drank when I was a kid. I drank out of silly straws a good bit. I love silly straws when I was like you, six spe- years old. Speaking know? of silly straws, do you remember? And I don't think it's exclusive to this, but this is what my memory comes from. It was for the Disney Tarzan movie. Like McDonald's had like collector straws and like it had the head of like Tarzan. I don't know, like the Rosie O'Donnell monkey <laughs> and like a couple of the other characters. And like when like liquid or something passed through it, somehow it had a sensor and it would like make a noise like based off like the character from the movie. I think we should have those straws as well. Like okay. it's your head, my head, some <laughs> random characters from like – Different cinematis. So you're movies. talking about like, Rob, Robin Zach silly straws, is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. And like a couple of them from like, and then like some other ones that are from like characters from like movies we've done, like Vox Lux. It's a Natalie Portman one. And it's like, like, are you retarded? <laughs> Your eye does that thing sometimes. Like, Dude, the world's just kind of passing you over. I was about to say, are you retarded? Do you want to use the silly straw? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I did not. I don't think I I know I used silly straws when I was younger. I don't think I had any like movie specific silly straws, but you saying a Rosie O'Donnell monkey silly straw. That's a real thing. That's not an embellishment. No, but but we need to recall the fact <laughs> that when Tarzan the movie was coming out, they asked Chris Rock to play yes. one of the monkeys. Yes. That and character, said, that exact character. And he said, you can go fuck yourself if you think I'm going to play a monkey. <laughs> and Rosie O'Donnell, post on the bus with my sister, playing a mentally handicapped person, was like, yeah, I'll play a monkey! <laughs> Dude, I think three of our listeners will understand what we're talking about, and it's fucking oh hilarious. My oh my god. <laughs> How does Rosie O'Donnell go, Rob? Ah! I mean, that, I mean, like, what do you want from me? <laughs> oh my god! Ah! <laughs> Is Rosie O'Donnell still alive? Yeah, isn't she still on the View? Rob, she's been on the View in like fifteen years. Are you, are you serious? <laughs> I mean, I I honestly thought she was on the View still. Rob, like the only people on the View still are like Maud Behar and like Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Dude, we're living the dream over here on <laughs> Cinemodities. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! All right, Rob. So how are we gonna end this this uh, week's episode of Cinematis? Well, well, I don't even have an idea. I I think the only way to end this episode is um the uh the Killer Clowns by the Dickies the theme intro in reverse because it's so fucking good it it explains the movie right you know mm. um let's play that in reverse mm. and um I I think we should keep it going Zach even though we've actually been keeping up with good things next week. 
we're going to discuss a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Next week is um, Goosebumps. Next week is Goosebumps. We actually have, well, see, Zach, here's the thing. I could shit the bed and just not edit that episode, you know? <laughs> Even though it's it's pretty short, I think what we did like two hours on Goosebumps, I could I could give up and not edit that episode. So we should say Even though the turnaround for that has been well, well in advance of what you've been doing the last couple of weeks, you could still completely shit the bed. I mean I mean, I, I don't know if I want to bring myself Rob's like, it's to impossible. Revisit. I've shot the bed for less. <laughs> Maybe next week is our Men in Black 2 episode. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. The or Men maybe in Black it's 2 episode. Jordan... I, I have not had Or maybe it's Jordan Peele Twilight Zone. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's the lost episode of Ben and I discussing Night, Night at the Museum. Who knows? You know? Maybe it's the lost episode of the four-hour cut of the Chappelle Show discussion. Maybe, maybe everybody should just pay for us to listen to Patreon because that's the only thing I'm consistent with these days. <laughs> Dude, uh, I think the best thing to say is that next week we're going to have an episode about a content. I yes. think that's the best. And based thing to on say. and considering it's one of the very few consistencies in Cinemati's history, it is the last <laughs> episode released in September, so three guesses what it will be. Yes, yes. Three three guesses as a um as a genie. Maybe it'll be, you know, <laughs> the three thousand years of longing, or um, you know, me talking about how I saw Aladdin in prison, that type of thing. <laughs> We, we, we only got so Rob, many. It wasn't got so many choices. Jail. There's a difference. <laughs> jail versus prison. That's that's the cinematic nitpick that we need these days. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but we should definitely end the episode with the uh, with the Killer Clowns song by the Dickies because I think that is fantastic. Um, just to say, I don't know if Zach, you saw this. That song was written before the movie was created. <laughs> Shocking. So they did not know what the movie was about before they made that song. And um, I hope everybody has been enjoying these uh, goofy, fun episodes from Zach and I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not